Mary! This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother one week at a time. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Well, everybody, we're here. Oh my gosh. We have hit the season two finale of How I Met Your Mother. I can't believe it. Thank you, everybody, for being here for this mm-hmm. doubleheader of an episode where we're going to talk about something borrowed and something blue today, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this evening. Um, yeah. Holy crap. We did it. We did, a, we did a whole nother season. No stopping us. No stopping us now. And yeah, these are some huge episodes. I mean, we felt the moment, momentum kind of cranking up and now that. here we are. You can't stop me now. Yeah, I know. We don't have the rights, Caitlin. All right, all right. I just want to hear you <laughs> sing every time when I listen to this. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being here all year long. And uh, we're going to get into this pretty quickly because we have a lot to cover. Yes. Here's how it's going to work. We're going to burn through both episodes. We're going to take a little break in the middle, tell you about some exciting stuff we've got going on for 2019. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to do all of the legendary moments at the end. <clears throat> So, episodes 21 and 22, stay tuned till the end for that. Before we get into the episode, we got a new review on iTunes mm-hmm. from somebody who goes by bothering to review from the UK. <laughs> so Thank we, you. Yeah, we super appreciate that. So, their title is Bloody Brilliant. Oh, love it. Five stars. And they say, I found the show through another podcast. Can't remember at the moment. I'm guessing it's Let's Talk OC, but maybe Let's Hang Out. Mm-hmm. We've been making the rounds. Yeah. Who uh, can say? There's so many options now. Yeah. So they say, it's awesome, and I love how the ladies break down the show. The ladies are funny, <sighs> and it's good to feel as though you're part of the convo. I subscribed and caught up. I'm subscribed and caught up and ready for more. Thank awesome. you so much. And that reminds, me, uh, that reminds me of what someone posted on Twitter this mm-hmm. week that I sent you. And it's like the kids sitting next to the poster, like laughing with the poster. (laughs) I legit laughed out loud, like head back cackled. Same. So thank you so much for that review. That's wonderful. Please keep sending them in. Obviously, people are finding us Mm -hmm. more and more and we're growing and it's freaking awesome. Speaking of growing, we are also spilling into Instagram in 2019. Woohoo. If you didn't already know this, at Hey Beautiful Pod, we already have the account. I actually posted on there this week, mm-hmm. reminding people to send in their legendary moments because it's such a big episode. Uh, so go find us on Instagram at Hey Beautiful Pod. And uh, the last little bit of reminder: add your pin to the HB family map. We've got pins for like from like almost fifty people now. It's crazy. We got one in Australia. <gasps> oh, I didn't. I haven't checked it. That's yeah. exciting. I was so excited. I saw Perth and I was like, there's somebody in what? Australia. Well, good I might. I'm sorry. I won't do that again. <laughs> I was going to say, I won't say anything about putting shrimp, a shrimp yeah, on the Barbie. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not going to. Americans are so predictable about that. But yeah, so thank you everybody who's been checking in. It's really cool to see mm-hmm. where people are. Uh, Caitlin and I are also using this to figure out where we should potentially... Do a little meetup. Yeah. 
with our homies. So mm-hmm. please let us know where you live. And uh, I mean, that specifically. We're not Santa. We don't need to know the details. Yeah, we don't need addresses. We don't need your fucking longitude, latitude. Just tell us the city or the state even, your general region, and and drop a pin on the map. And you can yeah. get to that by going to bit.ly.com slash hbfamilymap. It's pretty pretty easy to do, thanks mm-hmm. to Google. Those are the big things that are happening. Um, most of you probably already know we're going to be taking a break, uh, well, after this week. We're going to pre-record yeah. our Season 2 Feels mini-sode that's going to come out next week. And we're also going to be releasing our Season 2 Trivia Quiz, which I'm almost done with. And it's You're fantastic. You're amazing at that. It is. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um so those two things will come out next week. So you'll have an extra week of us, even though we won't be here. We will be there in spirit. And then we're going to come back some point in January. So stay tuned for when we're ready to do that. <laughs> I don't want to put a date on it. Yeah. I want us to have a couple weeks off, relax. I'm looking forward to it. Come back refreshed because holy shit, season three starts with a bang. So yeah. it's going to be freaking great. Freaking awesome. Freaking awesome. For the last time this year, I'm going to remind you to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Hey Beautiful Pod. Make sure you're subscribed so you get our episodes as soon as they come out. And stay tuned at the end of this episode for legendary moments from you and your friends. Are you ready to close out season two? I am ready. Let's do it. All right. So this is... Season 2, Episode 21, Something Borrowed. It first aired on May 7th, 2007. It was written by Greg Malins. Malins? We never know how to we say it. We never know. Sorry, Greg. Um, <laughs> but you might remember he wrote Swarly, which is one of my favorite episodes. Oh, so and good. in that podcast, I mentioned how he had said that he wrote two episodes in Season 2, and both of them, Marshall gets a haircut. Oh! Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. That's right. This is quite an extreme haircut, I'd say. Yes, I would say so. Um, and directed, as always, by Pamela Fryman. Yay. So finally, it is May 2007. It's time for Marshall and Lily to get married. For real this time. For real. We've for real. had how many bullshit weddings? We had Atlantic City and the other one, right? So this is the third? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, at this wedding, they're going to get married at Van Smoot House, which is a really fancy venue upstate. Um, and Future Ted sets up this episode really nicely by telling the kids that the wedding you set out to have is almost never the one you end up with, mm. which is true. So we get to see how different <laughs> this when- wedding ends up being for them. Yeah, they originally wanted to do Van Smoot way back. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the one that they were, like, the OG. Des- desperate for. That they sort were of fighting s- that other couple. Yeah, that, like, set Lily mm-hmm. off because it, so, it was so fast. So I'm a little surprised that they're still going with Van Smoot, but clearly it, it got out of their control very quickly. <laughs> pause it. Pause for a sec. I can hear your zipper on your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that better? You should just like take you should just like take both shirts off. Okay, totally. <laughs> just kidding. But yeah, it was uh, just like it sounded like you were in a fucking jug band with like the washboard, you know? <laughs> Figure I should say something now. Yeah, right? Oh man, uh, sorry, fans. No, it's all good. 
Um, so yeah, so we get these flashbacks from eight months, six months, five months, three months, and we get to see how the wedding has evolved. Mm. Um, it went from a very small outdoor wedding um, to a very large indoor wedding. Marshall's dad didn't want it to be outside in New York because he was afraid he'd get mugged. <laughs> and Lily's mom just keeps inviting all sorts of people at last minute. So the the numbers just keep growing and growing and mm. growing. Yeah, um, a couple things that I noticed. Let's see. Uh, so in the first shot of Lily, she's wearing a tank top that's mm-hmm. like stripy and pretty. Yeah, she will wear that again in season three, episode one. Ooh, yeah, it's like really pretty, and it it stands out, and mm-hmm. and we'll find out why in season three. Oh, and there's a there's a cute little part where Barney's talking about checking things off his list. Mm-hmm. And Marshall I made Chris him, watch that list. We were laughing. <laughs> and Marshall asks him how long the list is. And Barney mm-hmm. says, I'm not going to count how many pages the list is. Mm-hmm. Fucking Barney. Did your wedding change a lot from what you started out as? Um, well, when we got engaged, we had an idea of what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And then we thought about it, and we were like, no, we can't do it this way. We have to do it like this. Yeah. And then we said, fuck it, and went back to the original idea and had 25 guests. So you thought you had to do something bigger. Yeah. But you Mm -hmm. didn't let that. Mm -mm. Yeah, I feel like it kind of, you kind of get swept up in it, because then you're like, well, if I invite them, then I have to invite them. That definitely happened to us, too. You you have to invite all or none. And we had a lot of friends that we wanted there, too, and Mm. our numbers were outrageous, and we just decided that we would pick three of our best friends each, and that was it. Yeah. Makes absolute sense. Mm -hmm. Totally makes sense. Um, I think we wanted ours to be pretty small. Well, first we wanted to just, like, elope. Mm -hmm. That was, like, a little bit of a plan because we have family in two different states, and again, it was going to be – it seemed like it was going to be a lot of money that we didn't have. Right. Um. So we're like, oh, let's go to Vegas. But then Vegas was still going to be thousands of dollars to, like, get there and do the hotel and all that shit. And then it's like, do you really not want anyone there? Right. You know what I mean? Like, so we just ended up doing it in uh, my godmother's backyard at her freaking gorgeous house. Oh, my God. And But that the number kept growing. Like, my mm-hmm. mom invited more people, kind of like with Lily's mom. Um, and I couldn't. I didn't want to say no. I mean, I was a little stressed out about it because I didn't believe the house could handle that many people, but it did yeah. fine. Oh, it felt, you didn't feel like there were that many people there. Yeah, it well. felt very open and. I'll talk later about all the disasters we averted. Oh, I can't wait to hear <laughs> That it. day. Um, but yes, get, with everything shining on us, the day was perfect and the house was big enough. So, mm-hmm. so at Van Smoot. Uh, we're there the day of the wedding and the harp player has arrived. <laughs> she looks about... 26 months pregnant. Like, like she's growing an elephant. What is in there? <laughs> and uh, we find out she can't really play the whole harp, just half of it. And Robin is so good in this scene. She's just very cocky, like, yeah, well, I learned Guitar Hero in a day, so, so. I'm sure I can do this, bitch. <laughs> so, so good. Liz, got, Liz just watched it with me, and she got a little chuckle out of that. <laughs> and then she gets another great line of, she's going to drop a shorty during the middle <laughs> yes. of your ceremony. Excellent. Robin's got some great lines this this episode. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, Greg's Greg's clearly a fucking great writer. I mean, he wrote Swarly, so I know. Oh, yeah, so good. Um, but despite the the harp player, everything leading up to every to their wedding sort of going off the rails, and now the harp player is, you know, about to have a baby in the middle of things. Lily seems 
like eerily zen. Mm-hmm. She seems like she's really focused just on marrying Marshall and just being happy and just wants to focus on that. And um, we'll see how long that lasts. Yes. So Barney goes out and he wants to get a drink from the bartender. The bartender shoots him down. There becomes this sort of rivalry between mm-hmm. the two of them. And then Barney goes to see Lily and he's got some more terrible news. <laughs> There's someone named Bill here who is uh, interested in knowing the best time to say you object to a wedding. <laughs> and we find out it's Scooter, a.k.a. Dave uh, David Burka, a.k.a. Neil Patrick Harris's husband. I love how she gets this look on her face and she asks Barney if he looks like a guy who tried to be an umpire but failed, <laughs> which is from Best Prom Ever. Yes, and Barney's like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> like such exactly. a weirdly specific thing, but now that I, you've named it, yes. I definitely know some people that look like they tried to be an umpire yeah. and failed. You know? <laughs> you know exactly what that looks like. And Scooter is just so adorably pathetic mm-hmm. it's it doesn't feel stalkery he just seems pathetic and cl- like so clueless it's like oh they don't do that anymore so when should i do it just like wait for a lull or what it's just and so it's good just, oh and and neil patrick harris and david like in scenes together mm-hmm. perfection perfection i love Chef, it chef's kiss for chef's them. kiss Lily's ex-boyfriend from high school is at the wedding Ugh. we find out he's a friend of the family we also get a little more of Lily's family drama, mm-hmm. which I don't know if this sort of this narrative about their backstory still plays out because it seems kind no. of like Richie Richie, which I don't really get from her. No. About like her mom banging like a professional squash player. Yeah. I don't know about that. Um, but anyway, so that's that drama. But there's some, There are some inconsistencies and we'll talk about them later on when we get to certain points in the show. Mm-hmm. Lily asks Barney how Marshall's doing. Turns out he's about to get a haircut. Um, and we get a quick scene of Bill coming into the room as Barney's leaving and, hey, Bill, hey, Barney. Like, they don't even make eye contact. It's just so sweet. Yeah. And then he's gone. And we find out that Bill is, in fact, there to win her back. Mm -hmm. He's very serious about it. Oh, yeah. And he does this silly, if you look me in the eye and tell me Mm -hmm. you want to marry Marshall, I'll go away forever. And he does the... Yeah, the very immature. Oh, he Bob looks like Axel Weave. Rose almost. Like yeah, yes. Oh my god, that's so true. I guess but he's moved now. on from Kurt Cobain. Yeah, now he's all about Axel. At the bar, Barney sees the same you know bartender and mm-hmm. asks for a glass of wine. He shoots him down, but then Barney says four magic words, and he becomes powerful and limitless, which is pretty scary. Mm. He tells the bartender, "It's for the bride." And instantly yeah. he gets the wine and a scotch and soda and has the bartender run out to get smoked almonds. I mean, it's only the biggest day of her life, so. Right. <laughs> you know. Oof. And so this is one of the little side stories that we get to see throughout the episode. Barney, you know, flexing this new power, seeing what uh, he can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, with 47 minutes to go, Barney comes back with the wine. Meanwhile, Scooter is about to start quoting November Rain by W. <laughs> Axel Rose. Oh, God. Um, and as Barney left the room, he must have said something to Brad because he comes in and lets the girls know that Barney told him to bounce some guy named Scooter, <laughs> who then runs out. And Brad looks confused and asks, what's up with Bill? So again, like... Bill has made the rounds. He has ingrained himself already. Like, everyone knows him. And then Robin tells him that's Scooter. So then Brad gets that look on his face. I'm on it. 
and he yeah. like flies out of the room. Yeah. Um, and there's this little scene where Barney uses his superpower to get a, a girl's number because it's for the bride. And she even actually goes so far as to get up and get a pen to write it down for him. 40 minutes to the wedding. We have Lily in her dress. She is so fucking tiny. She's really tiny. She is so fucking tiny. Like, I noticed it when she has that striped tank top on mm. in the beginning of the episode. I was like, fucking A. Like, what happened between yeah. the seasons? Like, or during this season? Maybe she was, like, really stressed or something. But she's that dress really small. is teeny. So she's in her beautiful dress, <laughs> and she's about to cry. So Robin tells her she has hairy nipples. So she'll feel better. That little moment, sweet little moment, is washed away because in comes Brad with more bad news. He has tackled the photographer instead of Scooter. But don't worry, he has a shitty 2007... (gasps) Flip phone with a camera. Flip phone with a camera. God, we thought we were so cool. He's got it covered. Oh, I know. We were like, oh, these these photos are so crisp. (laughs) Like, I can't believe that. They were for the time. Oh, my God. It's so bad. So Lily still seems pretty zen even after finding out Mm -hmm. the photographer has been incapacitated. Uh, Then we get this final montage, this montage of the final minutes before the wedding. You know something's got to give because now we have no flowers. Until halfway uh, through the ceremony. Until halfway through the ceremony. So ridiculous. Uh, We have her veil getting totally destroyed in the parking lot, just like black and covered in leaves. (laughs) So bad. Um, The harpist's water has fully broken. And the whole time she's just like, I'm fine. No worries. Mm -hmm. Everything's great. I'm marrying Marshall. Nothing matters, right? I love what she says. It doesn't matter. She's going to walk down the aisle without a veil in a room without flowers to the music of half a heart player played by a woman who's crowning as her high school boyfriend reads Guns N' Roses lyrics. But that's okay because there's no photographer to take pictures of it anyway. I love that line. And the thing that sets her off. Nicely. Nicely. The last... The last straw is the panties. The panties. The panties. So that the littlest thing that Robin can't find the wedding panties is what makes Lily mm-hmm. fucking snap. And she's obviously been sitting on this the whole time because she says, grow up, Robin. Of course I wanted a perfect wedding. <laughs> I love you. Grow up, Robin. Like yeah. she's ang- really like angry. Like, come on. Come on. You bought that shit? Ted and Robin are both... Kind of not the best, best woman and man mm-hmm. in this situation. No, I mean, they I both agree. they both redeem themselves, but yeah, Robin did not do a great job protecting Lily from all of this no, nonsense. No, however, she does redeem herself, as I said right here, by beginning her career as the queen of vice on this show. Yes, because she's always got what you need. That's wow. I love Robin so much. Like, I'm, like, so the queen of justification and will, like, you want to do something? Like, I am your go-to girl to tell you why. You're Robin. Kind of like that, yeah. Mm. You're Robin. So Robin has cigarettes. Woohoo! My girl. Which make make everybody happy on this show, as we will learn over time. Mm -hmm. And so they head outside for a smoke. And this seems like the perfect time to recap all the disasters that happened in the final 24 hours of my wedding. So like I said, we did a very like low-key thing at my mm-hmm. godmother's house. Mm-hmm. We were like buttoned up months ahead of time. Everything seemed great. We had family coming in from Michigan, from Liz's family. So it was much like 
the Ericsson's trekking in from Minnesota, right? We wanted to have an outdoor wedding. This is, it's all very similar. A week before the wedding, there start being like threats of torrential downpour. First of all, it's August. So it's probably going to be balls hot, we're thinking. Um, and we're like, wow, this was really stupid, even though it was by the water. So you have the weather. Torrential downpour was probably going to happen. I was watching it like every 10 minutes. You sent me a text. You're like, mm-hmm. use AccuWeather. That's what we use. Like everyone's telling me different weather apps to use because yep. we're trying to figure out if it needs to be indoor or outdoor. Um, I put the wrong address on the invitations, <sighs> which was great. Um, just a few numbers off. So everyone was confused. Oh. But luckily I had started a Facebook group. Or a Facebook oh, yeah, that's right. event where I updated everybody. Thank fucking God. Everyone take note. You should do that. Yeah, so the deliver, but the, we didn't know until the delivery started getting lost that morning. Our sound system stopped working the day before, and we had to go out and buy another one. Liz's parents' flight was delayed, so they oh. missed a whole day in Connecticut with us. Um, mm-hmm. Her sister was driving out with their kids. All the kids got fucking sick in the car, like puking. Oh. So her sister missed a whole day because they were driving. All of this happened within the final 24 hours. And my mom was like, oh, can these, like, three or four people come? <laughs> there was one point that, that night before the wedding where I was just sitting in the car in, I think it was, like, a Walgreens parking lot. We were, I think I literally went there to get, like, a mask to, like, <laughs> calm myself down. And I just said, I feel like someone is punishing us. Like, I don't believe in a higher power besides, like, you know, science. Mm-hmm. Gravity, the universe, all that. But it literally felt like Some- somebody was punishing us. And I, I've never said something that irrational, like not lately in my life. Mm-hmm. So I think at that point, Liz was like, whoa, we need to like chill the fuck out. But we got the sound system, like everything ended up working. It rained fucking sideways all morning, but then just like the clouds Sun broke. Sun came out. Mm-hmm. And the Grass dried and it was beautiful. It's it was like weather. breezy. There's no humidity. No humidity. It was be- breezy and beautiful and cool. Mm-hmm. And we got to have the wedding outside. And everything ended up going perfectly. The food but was bomb. Yo, barbecue you can't go wrong. Oof. So so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I totally get the the leading up to it when everything just fucking falls apart. It's it's hard to avoid. Uh, and it's also hard to fully be prepared for as much as you know something's going to happen. Yeah. It feels, you do feel like I was supposed to have the perfect wedding. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? So, yeah, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. But it all worked out in the end. I guess our karma was better than I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Felt really bad. Felt real bad there for a minute, but. So we haven't really seen what Marshall's been up to. <laughs> um, mostly the episode's just focused on Lily. So we finally get to pop over to see what he's doing. And we see him come into his room to get ready. He's got this towel on his head, and he just keeps shouting, oh, my God, over (laughs) and over and over again. And the towel comes off, and Marshall has highlights. And not... Not good ones. Not good ones. Like frosted tips. There it is. They look like chenille sticks stuck in his head. (laughs) A.K.A. pipe cleaners. Chenille sticks. They're just so bad looking. And Bonnie has this great line. He says, well, it's not too short because that was something (laughs) that Lily was worried about. Um, But, yeah, it's really, really bad. Turns out Lily's cousin Amy's in hairdressing school and wanted to do Lily's hair. 
But Lily said no, but that he could do, she could do Marshall's hair instead. Lily, say no one time. Yeah. Say no to somebody, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. I love that everyone in Lily's family is a ginger as well. Oh, me too. It's the best. I just go hard on that. I love Mm -hmm. it. We see Marshall sitting in the chair, and she starts running her hands through it, and he doesn't (gasps) want his hair too short, because then he starts to look weird, and she makes a comment about, you know, just not even having to cut it, that she could just give it some style. Uh, and, you know, Marshall's not really paying attention, and she tells him that she could give him some cool guy tips. Marshall doesn't think that he needs advice, but agrees. But cool guy tips means, like, mm-hmm. frosted tips. Cool guy tips. Like, the hair that cool guys have. Oh, oh, God. And I, my sister went to hair school, and I... During that time, I had black hair and I had platinum blonde hair, Mm. uh, like crazy, crazy, crazy colors. And I remember I had gone up to visit her. It was the first day on the floor, like where she could work in real people. So I had her dye my hair. I tell them that I want like a chocolate brown, like kind of chestnut with a little bit of slight red undertone. So meanwhile, I've only ever highlighted my hair. I've never done color. Mm. So the girl, her supervisor, like her mentor student, like another student, but who was like further along than she was, told her to put in two color shots of red. And Amy goes, that seems like a lot. She goes, no, no, it'll, it'll give her the color she wants. My hair was like season one Lily. Oh my God. I remember that. Yeah. Fucking A. So don't let newly licensed hairdressers or ones still in school fuck with your hair. I mean, at least not on your wedding day. Not on your wedding day. Anyway, so Barney tells Marshall and Ted that he might have an idea because he has a super out, uh, superpower, and he runs out, and everyone's gathering in the room for the wedding, and Barney makes an announcement. It's for the bride, and immediately everyone gets quiet, and he ends up just saying that the bride wants him to get a massage from, and he picks out an attractive <laughs> girl, and then totally forgets the rest. I love that part. He's like, yeah. what was two? What was two? And he has, like, no idea. And he's just loving this this power. So good. Uh, Marshall Marshall's like escalating, and he's just starting <laughs> to freak out a bit. And Ted tries to calm him down when he grabs clippers and just shaves the middle of his <sighs> fucking head. Oh my god! Oh, I still cackle. I when he lost turns it. around, like his eyes, like <laughs> and wild, it's like, like it's an good. animal. This is good. I was like, oh my god, bald is good. Yeah. It's cool to be bald. Bruce uh, Willis, Michael Jordan, Britney Spears. Which, by the way, was only February of that same year. Ah, it was 2007. Because mm-hmm. I remember the meme of if Britney Spears could get through 2007, I can get through this year. Right before I graduated from grad school, I made these wallet-sized cards and laminated them with that saying on it. And I handed it out to my friends as we graduated. Oh, nice. And I have like just a handful left. So when I meet somebody and if they're like going through a tough time or something, I just, I hand them the card. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, it Brittany. makes everyone laugh every time. And what a, a moment better. that was. What a <sighs> moment. I know. Poor Brit Brit. Like, I hate when celebrities, when we push celebrities to that point. Yeah. But it's a little bit fun to watch. Oh, it's super fun to watch, but she's Mostly like a fragile little bird or something. I know. You know? I know. Like, if she's, you ever met her, like, everyone always says that she's so quiet and shy and, like, reserved. And- well, I feel like she definitely has arrested development. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I feel like we've talked about her on here before. I don't know why, but we have. Why wouldn't we? I love her. But like that was that wasn't just like oh, Britney's going crazy. She was like specifically mad at fame, mm-hmm. and that was like really cool to see. Mm-hmm. And I wish, I wish that Britney had stuck around the, with the umbrella, with the fucking umbrella. You know what <sighs> cool. I mean? Anyway, yeah. anyway, so um, Marshall looks like a fucking reverse mohawk oh, weirdo. It's so bad and, and so tra- ted tries to calm him down and but grabs the clippers before running uh, out to figure something out and um, josh radner like totally breaks they must have shot this so many times because the best one they got was still josh radner almost laughing when marshall's just like you're the worst best man ever how could you let me do this <laughs> that was like it must be so down. hard it must be so hard not to laugh when jason's doing that like when he and Neil go back and forth, it's probably mm-hmm. easy because you're, like, thinking about what your line is, but you're just standing there taking the full force of him screaming at you. And, like, him just being full-out crazy. So good. Oh I was my watching God. that yesterday and literally, like, head back, cackling. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, slapping the table. Couldn't catch my breath. Oh, love it so much. Definitely last. And if you didn't catch it, there is a Shawshank Redemption reference in there. Yes. I think about Andy and Red. like time, but. Yeah. But talking about Andy and Red and, you know, down in Mexico. I love it because he doesn't really sit. He just says that he's just going to go to that tree Mm -hmm. and get the money under the rock and go to wherever it was in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Ted says, Marshall, those guys are criminals. And Marshall says that no, only uh, Andy was. Only Red. Andy was falsely accused. accused. Yeah. Which is a great fucking movie. Anytime that is on TBS, I will always watch it. Except I don't have cable anymore, but... It is pretty good. It's so good. Oh, man. So, Ted runs off to find something to help Marshall. Mm-hmm. And he runs into Uncle Ben with a toupee. A very obvious toupee. An extremely obvious, like, it's parted on the back like curtains, and you can just see the hole the, in his hair. It wasn't at first. The first shot, it was a little bit better and then it does it again and it's worse they really accentuated it so there's this amazing conversation between a man who knows he's wearing a toupee and a man who knows it's a toupee talking to each other trying to not hurt each other's like he's trying ted's trying not to hurt his feelings this guy is still trying to act oblivious as if no one knows right toupees are (laughs) so strange to me like, just be bald. I know. I love bald men. Yeah. Oh, so sexy. I don't think Chris could pull off bald. What do you he think? He was. When I first met him, he would really? shave, buzz his hair. I just feel like all he, has of a, it. he has a tiny little head. I know. He used to look sick. <laughs> See? <laughs> he doesn't um, listen to this. It's fine. Oh, no. No, not at all. Ted's, like, trying really hard. He's like, where are we going to find something that is... The color of Marshall's hair and also the color of the top of your hair. <laughs> yes. I love the careful wording. Oh, God. And then the guy, like, halfway through realizes that Ted knows it's a toupee. And you and see just, his eyes. Yeah. He just shuts down. But then Marsh, Barney just runs by and just grabs it off his head. Yanks it. It's for the it's bride. For, it's for the bride. And the only thing better than that is, like, the next part. Is when Marshall puts on the toupee. <laughs> it's, like, so... It's so tall. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It, it makes like him Sasquatch. look like his forehead's like eight yeah. feet high. Yeah, like Harry and the Hendersons. And like he, he like parts the bangs. <laughs> He's like trying really hard. He like parts yeah. the bangs in the middle and does this like little 
like duck face a couple times. He's like, mm, uh. and then he's like, yeah, yeah, it's great. I like it. And the guys are like trying to get behind him on it. And I love when he goes back and forth between Ted and Barney and you just watch their faces like sort of cringe. And then when he turns back, they're like, yeah, yeah. And then he turns away and they cringe. Really great. Another great example of like the cast's timing with each other yeah. and chemistry. Absolutely. Just so great. The guys finally admit that it looks bad just as Marshall realizes it too. And then in comes Brad, shirtless now, because he has also attacked the caterer. Oh. So Brad is just like this fucking big, dumb idiot. Just an diving attorney. on everybody. Yeah, it's... Horrifying. Whew. Well, we know some dumb people in some pretty high places, if you know what I mean. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Brad is still looking for Scooter, and now Marshall knows Scooter is at this wedding. Yeah. And he's even more upset. And at this point, so much has gone wrong, he just needs to like leave the building. I love when a TV show is really outside and it's really the natural light. Like everything looks weird. Yeah, yeah. It always, I don't know, I feel like it even sounds different because there's so much background noise they can't cut out. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And they did a little bit of dubbing, but not a lot. Which yeah, is not good. too bad. Which, ugh. oh, like in the, never mind, that is a spoiler because it's the next. Like in when they propose and the woman, Dana, goes like this and she says, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like, that's yeah. so bad. It's well, so. Well, that's because she, that was her literal reaction and she didn't actually say anything. I think that's why. Oh, I know, I know, but like, but yeah, it, it it looks bad. Oh, there's another dubbing part in these this two part episode that is there? I'm gonna fucking ruin everyone's life with very shortly. Ooh, because I can't unhear it and unsee it now. So okay. just get ready for that. And no, that wasn't a spoiler. We're talking about both of the, both episodes. It's fine. Oh, I'm excited. Okay, anyway. Oh, I thought we were doing over the. Head over claps. the head claps, not over Ooh. the arm claps. Caitlin was really mad that she oh, said that. I was that. so mad. I was so <laughs> mad. So, so mad. Uh, oh, anyway. Um, outside. Yeah, they're outside. They run into Lily and Robin, who are on their smoke break. <laughs> and they get to have this really nice, like, heart-to-heart, and they get to talk about all the shit that's, you know, kind of going wrong. And they start to reminisce about the wedding that they wanted and how did it get so crazy and... Ted mm. here truly is the best man. Yeah. And he tells them that they still can have that. They can still have the small outdoor wedding, just very intimate, just a few people, just like they wanted, because Barney can officiate. And um, the only thing missing is an acoustic guitar, but a, a gardener walks by and Lily borrows the hat. So mystery <laughs> solved from Showdown. We know where he got the hat. Does he remember Ted was giving his speech? Yes. And Marshall had that interesting look. That's right. Um, yeah, so Barney starts to officiate, and all of a sudden we hear this acoustic guitar in the background, and mm. Barney starts to get really teary, and Marshall and Lily don't have their own vow, oh, yeah. so they just have to speak off the cuff and from their hearts, and pretty disappointed, actually. You're disappointed with their vows? Yeah, I didn't... It was just okay. It wasn't okay. anything ex- all that exciting? Yeah, oh, but... Continue. I was going to say, maybe it, you know, it was more personal to them, but like, for me, it was just kind of like, meh. You make me happy. You make me laugh. Yeah. You make me feel safe. Yeah. I was like, eh, come yeah, on. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know what I could have come up with in the moment. I could have come up with something better, I think. Yeah. <laughs> better than that. You make me happy. Like, ugh. Hey, but we learn about Eggs Marshall, which sounds delicious. It does sound delicious. I got to try that with some of these chicken eggs. You should. You have eggs aplenty. 
Oh, but we need to mention that this is the 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 hat gives us the name of the episode. Something yes, borrowed. Something borrowed. Mm-hmm. Something borrowed. Yep, I had there's, that in my notes. There's often a meaning to the title, and we don't always talk about it. And I want to make sure we do that Ooh. going forward. You know. Yeah, we should call attention to that. Like something blue that has two meetings, and we'll talk about that when we get yes, there. Yes, I do. So Future Ted tells us they all went back inside for the second wedding, and a lot of things went wrong, and we get to see that in like a series of like flashes, like camera pictures. And But the one that Ted remembers is the first wedding, the intimate outdoor wedding with just close friends and an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Yeah. And as we sort of zoom out from that, we have a song um, called Love Song by Haunt. And it's just a really, a really sweet song about love. So you can look that up. And um, this just the outdoor setting and like how like excited they are to be doing this like sort of secret thing together reminded me when I was younger, every summer, one week at camp was the week that two counselors would get married, like fake married. Oh, it was so cool. I mean, I don't know if people would do that now. Why? It was just like for fun. So like they choose two mean? counselors. It was just yeah, an, explain and, it. Like explain okay. the whole thing. It was just like every every week had like an event, mm-hmm. and so there was like the pizza party week and mm-hmm. like the scavenger hunt week, mm-hmm. and like this was the wedding week. So mm-hmm. like in arts and crafts, we would like make crafts for the wedding, like the de- the decorations, and it was always a boy and a girl counselor, of course, at that point. So it was sort of like Brianne Farr saying like the heteronormative patriarchy, of but course, it course. was also just like really fun because we are all just obviously had monster crushes on all of the counselors, right? Of course. Like just hormones and like little kids and mm-hmm. just fucking crazy, right? So they'd pick two counselors mm-hmm. to get married, then there'd be like bridesmaids and like groomsmen and there'd be like an officiant and none of it was real right but they would just like do this for the whole camp and then there'd be like the reception with like dancing like they just did the whole thing and like it's crazy it's crazy right i I, like completely forgot about it until i watched this episode and saw them and i was like oh my god i used to watch wedding i used to watch fake weddings like every summer But it was the best. Do you think it was just like a ploy that they would do? Like then they'd go and bang? Oh, all the counselors were absolutely fucking. They used to all go skinny dipping in the pond. But I mean, like, is that like how it started? You know, like whoever was like the couple of the week. And I don't think that they would. I don't think that they would. uh, Yeah, it might have been actual couples, but I don't think that they kissed. I think they hugged. That's weird. Yeah, or like high five. I don't remember, but I don't ah! think it. I don't think it was kissing. They gave a thumbs up. Yeah, pinky promise. <laughs> oh, the other thing this reminds me of is that this kind of like let's get married before the actual wedding, or let's get married at another time because our wedding was a disaster. Um, two other shows that I love have done it like this. Mm-hmm. The Office. Did you watch The Office? I stopped. Uh, okay. I won't spoil, but the office does it. Spoil it. Uh, Pam and Jim, Mm. they get married. Wait, they they get married? Are you lying? I thought she was with Roy. Oh, girl, come on! You don't see that coming. Okay, you know that. You dumb bitch. Okay, so they do it um, before the real wedding. Mm -hmm. Same thing because it was like a disaster. Very, very similar. Um, And then Parks and Rec does it too, and that's a really, really, really sweet one. That one was very, very meaningful. Um, so then we cut to after the big wedding, and we just get this little scene of Marshall and Lily in the bathroom 
trying to decide where they want to have sex for the first time as husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Whether they want to do it right there or what they want to go to the fancy hotel room. But of course, Marshall and Lily choose the bathroom. Uh, and of course, Ted is in the stall saying, please don't. Because as usual, Ted could not be closer to their most intimate firsts. Oh. It's just fucking classic Ted. Classic Schmosby. Classic Schmosby. So that's something borrowed. We did the first episode. Woohoo. Nice. Such a good one. Yeah. So great. Right. It goes it goes really fast. It's very plot heavy, obviously. There's like a ton happening. I think they both went by pretty quickly, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's both, it's just like there's like a big storyline going through each one of them. So it's mm-hmm. not a lot of like this philosophical shit. There's a little bit more in the next one where they're talking about like relationships and expiration dates and blah, blah, blah. And we'll get into that. But this one was really just getting these two hoes fucking married. Yeah. And there's like the side plots, like the beep. I don't want to call it a B plot because it's not even really substantial. It's just like a little funny bits, you know? Yeah. Like, like Barney and his superpower isn't really like a plot. It's just a filler. Right. Little little fillers like that mm-hmm. and the scooter and things. Brad like a little fi- Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really same- just... And same with this one where it goes back and forth to the wedding to not, you know, it's still the same. It's still just that one story throughout the thing. And then Marshall and Lillian being hungry, like pops up, but that's not really like. Yeah. It's not the main story. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. And I think it's interesting. This is not going to be a spoiler. All I'm going to say is there is another wedding that they do this with. Where the whole thing happens over the course of one day and it takes up multiple episodes. Hey there, hey beautiful listeners. Just want to let you know about another cool thing that we're going to be starting with season three. So we're going to have Instagram and we're also going to be launching a Patreon. Yeah. Here are some of the perks you'll be able to get. Secret stuff that we'll put on Patreon and not anywhere else. Be a sponsor of an episode a month. Sit in on a pre-episode taping live stream with us. Mm -hmm. And also a recipe recommendation and a book recommendation from us every month. And Caitlin and I have already started brainstorming like How I Met Your Mother themed recipes. Don't give it away. Well, I'm just saying (laughs) that's going to be part of it. I'm not going to say what they are. If there are other features you guys would like, let us know. Thank you in advance to anyone who does decide to kick in a little bit every month. We know you work hard for your money too, so we really appreciate it. Yeah. So look out for that in uh, on Twitter and Instagram when we launch, and we'll have more info as we build it out. Now let's get back to finishing up season two with something blue, Womp Womp. All right, let's get into it. Okay, fans, we have done it. We've made it to the final episode of season two. Season two, episode 22, Something Blue. It originally aired on May 14th, 2007. And we are rounding out the season with Baze, Thomas, and Fryman at the wheel. I feel like they open and close most seasons, which makes sense because sort of brings us back around and reminds us where we're going, which is nice. And like I said, Something Blue here has two meanings, which we'll see. So let's get into it. It's reception time. The wedding is over. All the terrible stuff is gone. Um, And now it's just time to party. And this is where I'm about to ruin things for you. No. When they come in, it is the fakest applause. 
Really? Dude, it's like it's like dubbed applause and then everyone is like clapping so softly, like their hands are like barely touching. Okay. You don't want to see it. I mean, it's it ruined it for me. I like cringe when I watch it now, but I understand why they had to do it. It's just a little hard to watch now. Now that I've seen the very soft clap. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm about to watch it. God. I can't. I'm like, I feel like embarrassed. Yeah, like secondhand embarrassment. For the first time ever, Mr. and Mrs. Marshall Erickson and Lily Aldrin. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah, man. no, yeah. they're like barely touching. Oh, Dude, Ted's is bad. We don't share the same last name. You know, in a totally oh. And they're like slow motion, like nodding. It's just a, I'm sorry, everybody, but it's my job to report the news. And that was, that was news to me. Marshall's still rocking the hat because mm-hmm. he does not have a choice. Poor guy. Aww. Probably going to get so sweaty. There doesn't seem to be a lot of dancing at this wedding, though. So Kinda like maybe mine. it'll be fine. No dancing? Yeah, we didn't encourage dancer? dancing. It was a footloose of weddings. Oh, <laughs> footloose town. Yeah. We found the one town in Vermont where dancing is forbidden, and we were like, that is the town for us. <laughs> Robin and Ted are dancing, and they say, wedding's over. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, tomorrow we can start telling people. And of course, like, out of the wings comes Barney and just starts this running gag of tell people what tell people what tell just people being what tell people what so immature because sometimes that's the best way to get what you want it's true squeaky just, wheel right just wheedle he's wheedling i, I love, love that word that's a um, good word right i need to use that wheedle wheedle is there an h in it yeah no wheedle wheedle do you remember that from angry beavers no Oh, the, the crazy beaver, like, is wants to get something from the other beaver. And he's like, I'm just going to wheedle you. And he just says wheedle over and over again. Nice. Wheedle so that's does how have I learned that word. Wheedle. wheedle without an H is the Pokemon, which is why I could still visually see it in print somewhere oh, in my mind. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Barney won't be pawned off on some other girl. He, like, even goes up to the DJ mic mm-hmm. and does it. And does this great, like, the perfect... There's a Nissan, was it a Nissan Stanza in the mm-hmm. parking lot with its lights on? And he just does like the perfect DJ voice. Yeah. For announcing something like that. And the DJ is actually on the show Blackish now. Oh, really? Yeah. So he plays one of the horrible white people in, in Dre's office. If oh, anyone watches yeah. the show, they know about that. But yeah, he's like a total like idiot in that. So interesting. Guess this is where he got one of his starts at the bar. Robin grabs a water and Barney comes up from behind them. Mm. Knowing that's pretty useless to avoid, they try to hold him off by telling him that they have some news but don't want to take away from Marshall and Lily's wedding. Um, which is pretty kind of them. Have you ever been at a wedding where someone has done that and they steal the thunder? And how do you feel about that? And how would you have thought I, if that happened? I heard about one. Did you tell me about it? No, I don't think so. This girl is like the she's like the black sheep of her family. Okay. She got married, and the day she got married, her sister, like, stood up during the wedding, and either her boyfriend proposed to her, or she was like, I'm pregnant, like, during the wedding. And, like, this has happened several times, and everyone loves her sister. They're, like, just these fucking rotten people, apparently, and everyone thought that was great, and this poor girl just keeps getting, like, upstaged by her sister. Oh. Literally during the wedding, like oh, I think they were all like man, clapping, like 
it had just happened, and I think it was the boyfriend was like, I need to do this now. In the middle of the fucking wedding. Isn't that terrible? Oh, my God. People are the worst. So, yeah. I mean, I'm glad Ted didn't want to steal the thunder, but they're also having a lot of fun with Barney. Yeah. It is. I love watching them play with him because you don't get that opportunity often. Right. It's very rare that you have the upper hand on Barney. Mm -hmm. And they have it. And they're working as a great team, oddly enough. They are. And I love how pathetic Barney becomes as soon as somebody Mm -hmm. else has the upper hand. Mm -hmm. Not a good look for the Barney. Not a good look. That's for sure. (laughs) Right? But it's. You know, kind of a mistake because it just piques his interest more. And so Ted really messes with him. Yeah. Um, like, it's pretty big. It's pretty, yeah. It's and they're like, big, oh, okay. All right. So you're in on this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lily comes over asking for help because uh, they are absolutely starving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had this amazing wedding menu. And now they can't keep getting, they keep getting, And now they can't have any of it because they keep getting cocktail wiener blocked, (laughs) as Marshall says, Mm -hmm. Um, which is terrible. Shame on that venue. Right? Like, keep them fucking fed and and watered. We ate first. Yeah, dude. That's how it's supposed to be. I mean, I understand, like, it's hard to get to your table and, like... Yeah. I didn't eat a ton, and I'm so pissed that I only got, like, this little sliver of cake because that cake cake was was so fucking good. Um. I was pissed about that, but I remembered this episode and made sure mm. to eat before I started going around and talking to people. Yeah, so they're going to try and help uh, Marshall and Lily, the newlyweds, and run interference. And mm. they get stopped by Lily's grandma. They have this little conversation, and Marshall and Lily just want to get past. And yeah. finally they end with, she says, I'll, I'll see you at the conga line. Um, but that was something that would be was decided a long time ago because, as future Ted tells us, prior to the wedding, the group had made a list of wedding cliches that they wanted to avoid, which mm-hmm. one was the conga line. Um, also, Ted's very specific and very real. Like you've seen this, a slideshow oh, yeah. of the couple set to "Time of Your Life," ending with side-by-side side baby photos. And I just love how they did it, where it seems like they're making a list of things they want included, yes. right? Because like, oh, it's just things yes, you've yeah. seen at all these weddings. Yeah. I love it. And so, was it Barney suggests First Corinthians? Yeah, like put that on the shitty list, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Marshall then quotes the entire thing with like a tear in his eye. He loves it. And you can tell like he's trying to not to smile too much, but he can't help himself because yeah, he yeah. loves it. But they definitely put it on the list because it's lame. And you can see him like half out of frame, be like, "Oh man!" Yeah, like he's like, "Shucks, shucks, yeah, shucksy doodles," you know. Mm-hmm. But back at the wedding, yet again, they are unable to eat the delicious, delicious food. Barney realizes that Ted and Robin won't divulge any details until Marshall and Lily are out of the way. So he is quick to point out some mini quiche, and that sends them running. Uh, one thing I thought was pretty interesting, and I noted that note. This was on one of the websites I was reading. Um, none of Marshall's family is there. And that would have been easy just to throw in the mm, background. Because yeah. they're at least an established, like we know his mom and dad and what his brothers look like. Yeah, you don't and see If anything, any they'd be the tallest people. That could be a funny right. side gag. That, yeah, that happens a couple times with weddings on the show where you don't see family that you, that you expect. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Maybe they weren't available. I don't know budgets yeah it's like if we if we pay them we're supposed to have like them really in the episode and i think it was pretty like 
tight. Yeah. You know, I guess. I don't know. Maybe they were and it got cut. Who can say? We all know who was there. His grandfather, the minister. <laughs> the one that died three years ago. Yeah. Back to the story. Um, Ted and Robin had gone to Carmichael's, which was the restaurant you'll remember from the very first episode where Ted steals the blue French horn for Robin. Mm, so the blue French horn is back in play. Yep. And so we get uh, to see this whole story play out with flashbacks and flash forwards. It's pretty cool. Mm. Um, so anyway, so they're at Carmichael's and some champagne comes over and... Before Robin can finish, Lily comes back angry because there are no mini quiche. And so Barney then throws him off with another lie about a surprise chocolate fountain, (laughs) which are gross and messy. (laughs) You would think that. Yeah. So one thing I noticed that Ted said that was pretty like classic Ted is that Barney acted like he didn't remember the blue French horn Mm -hmm. thing. And Ted said that was an iconic moment in all of our lives. Iconic, yeah. Ted. Ted, come on. You're not that important. Typical really, white male. But he really does think there was there's an episode in season one, I think it was, where Marshall says, what if your love life is what's holding the universe together? And like, to some degree, Ted really believes that, I think. Yeah. Like that his <laughs> big moments. a bit of magical moments, thinking. Yeah. Like his his big moments are, are big for everybody because they're, yeah. they're so incredible. So that that's kind of like the thing that Carter and Craig talk about where- the characters, or at least Ted knows he's in a story, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought that was pretty interesting. Champagne's delivered, and there's an engagement ring at the bottom. And throughout the whole episode, this, like, ginger videographer keeps trying to get Barney, or he's just coming up, like, and trying to get, like, quotes from people for the this video, right? Mm, Yeah. And he just keeps catching Barney at the worst moments. So, of course, Barney thinks they're engaged, and so do we, right? Like... We are learning the real story with Barney, which is really fun. Instead of seeing it in real time, I like I like the way they did this. Before we go any further with the story and where it's going, I need to draw attention to the fucking bubble hems. Oh, dude, why did we do that? I never did. I always hated them. I would. Oh, they would have looked terrible on me. I have such a low center of gravity. <sighs> if you don't know what a bubble hem is. Get in a time machine and go back to 2007 because apparently we loved them. There's like all the bridesmaids' dresses are bubble hem. Ugh. I saw at least one in the background. They're and I was like, so what is this? Ugly. I totally forgot about them. Me too. I feel like peplum and bubble hems Ugh, should no never good. be a thing again. They were popular longer than they should have because they're more like higher end fashion, I think, mm-hmm. and then like trickled down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least peplum, I think, a peplum was. Even, like, a tulip skirt is tough. Yeah. But the bubble hem is is for no one. Nobody. For the garbage. It's for no one. Yeah, it's for the garbage. (laughs) Put your bubble hems right in the garbage. Right in the trash, where they belong. Um, so So Barney, this is one of two times in this episode where two characters say the exact same line, just a little bit differently, with, like, a different meaning, right? So here we get, no, 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 Ted, you cannot do this to me. No, 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 no. First we get Barney saying it because he's panicked, like, don't leave me. Yes. And Ted can't believe it because that's exactly what Robin said when she saw the ring. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, Robin's ready to fucking leave the restaurant. And he's like, that's not mine. That's not mine. And we get the coolest, maybe one of the coolest things about How I Met Your Mother. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and most people already know this, but if in case you don't, uh, the couple sitting behind them, the guy who gets up and gets the ring, that was really his ring, and he was really proposing to his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So Jana a- Ruggin and Tim Russo, they're friends of Matt Coon, who wrote Columns, mm. which not a great one, but he did write Fart. Slaps Giving, so I'll forgive him. Yes, they're friends of the show and loved it. And so he proposed to her on set. And they, that was that take that was really them getting engaged. They shot like a couple more um, of the more of like establishing scenes and stuff. And then they get to go off and actually enjoy being engaged instead of sitting in the back of the scene for the rest of the day. That's pretty cool, though, that they used like the real scene from when they really got engaged in the show because they could have got to cut that. I know, but it was so sweet. And that's why they had to dub her saying yes, because I'm sure she just couldn't even, I'm sure she was just speechless, right? But it was so flat. Yeah. And obvious. Because you're like, you see him get up and you see her kind of be like, what? Because they hadn't rehearsed that part of it. Right. Like they had rehearsed, quote unquote, a a piece of it. Um, But of course, the, the fiance, the guy knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So she was completely surprised. And I'm like, wow, Liz's proposal was amazing. Um, but to get proposed to on the set during a fucking episode. Could you imagine? Woo! I don't know what I would have done. Passed out. But, but she did propose to me with a yellow umbrella. So that's pretty fucking good. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Not his, not his ring, but this brings up something for Ted because wow, we've been together a year mm-hmm. and you love me. And that's still the, the, the strength of the reaction that you have. Yeah. Like, wow. And she apologizes like, Oh, sorry. I freaked out. But Jesus Christ, Robin, like, ouch, fucking a, mm-hmm. like that is just a weird hot button for you. Right. Um, and, Ted's hit his limit. Like this is this has been a conversation that's been sort of well, it's been looming since they got together, right? Mm-hmm. When because Robin was like, I don't want to get married, I don't want to have kids, and then like, what did you think was going to happen? So we finally see Ted hit his limit, mm-hmm. and she tr- says, "Can we let it go?" And he says, "No," which is not like him. It's not like him because he usually likes everything to be happy and. And he's all about pleasing yeah. Robin, right? Yeah. And and just going with it and sort of uh sort of squeezing every ounce out of this that he can mm-hmm. before they get to their inevitable expiration date, as we find out later. And so we're kind of left we know they're not engaged, but they're also not very happy with each other. Mm-hmm. Um so we got back to the wedding. Lily is hammered. Because the only thing she's been able to eat are four strawberries, each of which came with a side of champagne. <laughs> and I love her little burp, yes. I so know. So great. We just get that little scene, and then we cut back to them sitting at the table, and Ted is, Ted's pushing the issue. He's like, where do you want to be in five years? You know, this is probably the kind of conversation they should have had before yeah. they got together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he says he wants to be married. And we know that also implies with kids. Yeah. Robin, out of nowhere, says she wants to be in Argentina or Tokyo or Paris. Uh, She doesn't know, but she doesn't want to know. And she wants her life to be an adventure. And that much we knew. But we didn't Mm. know that there were, like, these specific places that she had in mind. And it just seems very clear, as Ted says, that they have an expiration date. Because there's nothing you can do when you have such 
different ideas of where you want to be in five years. Mm -hmm. I wish more people understood the idea of the expiration date. Yeah. You know, and could see Mm -hmm. relationships for what they are instead of trying to make everything last forever. It's okay to grow apart. Right. And it's okay to, for things to be seasons, you know, like a season in your life and not, and not your whole life. Um, My, a friend of mine, when she got her engagement fell apart, she left the guy and she was dating a bunch of guys and she didn't know why it wasn't working out Mm -hmm. and like why she kept finding, like why she kept finding all these guys that weren't right for her. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I've talked about it on here, but like you have to imagine a triangle and there are three sides to a triangle. And in a relationship, those three sides are timing, Mm -hmm. chemistry, Mm -hmm. and compatibility. So you have to be available. That's a huge one because adultery is tough. Yeah. Uh, and doesn't not a good way to start a relationship. No, uh, you have to have a spark. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. That's like you. You know, you get along. You have the same sense of humor. You like having sex Some with sort each of other. Connection, right? If that's if sex is important to you, like you. <laughs> Wait, you, it's not to some people. Some people are asexual. We're inclusive here. No, I know. Um, and but the most important piece is compatibility. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you have chemistry and you're not compatible, you're going to drive each other crazy like Robin and Ted. If you're compatible with no chemistry, you're going to fucking bore each other to death. Like you need all of the things. So if you don't have all those things, you're going to have an expiration date. Yep. And I just wish more people, myself included, could have seen that, could have understood that and really understood that lesson when they they were talking about it. But they clearly both thought the other person would change. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like they, or they were just trying not to think about it. Like Robin thought Ted might just give up on wanting to have kids and getting married. And Ted thought he could wear Robin down until she wanted a family. Like, yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible. Is that you want though, really? Right. You should not have to beg someone to be the person you want them to be. No. Because you can find somebody that will want it. You'll find a perfect triangle, I promise, guys. Yeah. It's fucking real. Um, anyway, anyway, that was a, a lot to say. I appreciate them having this conversation. Um, I'm, I appreciate them writing it this way. Where yeah, they really too. talk about all the things they have in common, but then also the, the fucking stumbling blocks that will not go away. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Like, they're just not compatible. That's just, it's that's okay. just how it's, it is. It's sad, but it doesn't have to. Yeah. But sad doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah. Like, sad doesn't mean it's wrong to to end it. Anyway, so we cut back to the wedding, and we see Lily trotting by at the head of a conga line, surprisingly. She's so um, wasted. So wasted. But that's the thing. All these cliches, you find out why they exist, because people get drunk at weddings. Yep. And all the cliches are fucking fun. You know why a conga line is fun? Why? Because you have to, like, not care about looking cool just a little bit. And then Mm. it just, like, it's so ridiculous that you just laugh about it. Yeah. And when you get the momentum going, like, it feels like you're part of a movement. Yeah. And also, it's not dancing. Exactly. So everyone can be involved. Yeah. You're just holding on to the person in front of you's gross shoulders. It's sort of like (laughs) gross, sweaty shoulders. Yeah. So it just sort of. I feel like it sort of amps up the party. You know what I mean? Gets people out of the comfort it's like zone. When out they of the play seats. shout, oh fuck that song! 
God, every fucking wedding. Every wedding. Every not wedding. at ours, I don't think. We get a no, band. not at mine either. I made my own goddamn playlist. Yeah, okay. It was really good. Thank you so much. We had a band and we discouraged dancing, so. <laughs> I would like you to play only funeral dirges. Thank yeah. you very much. There will be no dancing, just scuffing our feet across the floor. Every that's time it. someone got up to dance, they'd take a break. <laughs> well, that's about it for now, folks. Yeah, we'll see you in 10. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> for union guys. <laughs> gotta, get my, gotta get my three ten minutes in. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so Barney is shocked. Oh, no. They broke up. Mm. Um, but Ted tells him that the story isn't over yet. Yeah. So it continues. Um, Red herring. At the restaurant, they decide to just, you know, head home. But before they can do that, Ted is recognized. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he tries to run, which, you know, we flashed forward quickly. And Barney calls him on it and says, you know, that's what you decided to do. You decided to run. That's not a great idea. But Barney or but Ted tells Barney that. It was a great idea, and he stands by it because they didn't know his name. They didn't have his credit card. Mm. You know, he could just run out of there. Except it didn't work out because they ran smack into a waiter who was carrying a tray of pasta. So the other mystery is solved from Showdown. We yep. see why Ted and Robin were covered in pasta. Um, mm-hmm. They end up holding Ted's license and credit card info until he brings the horn back. Um, so they head over to Robbins and they pick up the conversation of Argentina. Um, yeah. Robin points out that her career can literally take her anywhere and she wants it to. Um, and, you, and then Ted realizes that, hey, Argentina has buildings too and they could move there together. And There's Ted. Yep. Just trying to fit himself into her life. Absolutely. However he can, just so Ugh. he can have her. Sad. Um, Robin tries to call his bluff, but ends up mm. saying, okay, let's do it. This is, this scene here is so them. Yeah. Yeah. In the most annoying way. It reminds me of stuff when they mm. fought and then ended up accelerating their relationship instead of doing what they should have fucking done, which is probably break up. Yeah. Yeah. Here we get, like, two very desperate, like, flailing. Mm. They're, like, flailing away from what really should be happening. They're in the throes of death. You're going to move to fucking Argentina? You stupid idiots. Do you even speak Spanish? I do not think so. They do not seem like a very multicultural bunch. Ted? Robin probably speaks some French because Canada, but Ted? Doubt it. He probably speaks, like, Latin. We do know he does. He speaks a little Italian. Oh. But it's like old-timey Italian, yeah. and we'll see that later. But anyway, continue. Anyway. At the wedding, Barney is shocked because this is like fate worse than death. He can't have Ted going off and moving to Argentina. Mm. Um, at some point, Robin wanders away with the uh, – wanders away and comes back with the bouquet that she caught, which further terrifies Barney. Right. And – uh Ted then points out, because obviously that means that she'll be next to get married. Right. Ted points out the story isn't over yet. So at Robin's apartment, they're making out on the couch and realize, and Robin realizes that, you know, this isn't really fair because Ted wants kids someday and she doesn't. Mm. And Ted points out that they could grow up on the road 
you know, the kids that they have could grow up on their own with them having adventures so they wouldn't, like, you know, hold them back in that way. And it's such a bad idea to convince somebody to have children. You know, we're talking about getting, like, a red sweater or red cowboy boots. We're talking about a child, a person, a living human being that that has consequences. And now he's trying to fold them into this life. Right. he thinks he knows why she doesn't want to have them, that they're going to weigh her down. And so he's trying to make all of them weightless. Right. Which is So not they can true. all just follow Robin around the fucking planet. Dude. Ugh. But Robin tells him it's that, not what you, you know. Want. Yeah. Oh. Um, that it was never, you know, part of her plan. But if she were to have anyone's babies, they'd be Ted's. See, yeah. this is what I'm talking about. They're fucking panicking because they know what's coming. Yeah. And the anything, writers are just fucking with us. Can. Yeah. Anything they can do. Yep. Bad. And then, you know, after they've been together a year and somehow she has no condoms there, but whatever. But so they <laughs> decide they well, don't Well, it seems want, like they probably risk it. Yeah. Regularly. Right. So that's what they decided. They decide to risk it, which, what the fuck? What do you, like, especially for someone who doesn't want children. No shit. Come on. That's just real stupid. You guys couldn't see it, but I had like my mouth open and it was just like staring at Kate. Was plan B a thing yet in 2007? I don't know. I could look it up. She's awfully confident. FDA approved it August 24th, 2006. All right. So maybe she's got a a stash. I don't know. Over the counter. Oh, at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that at that point. But yeah, so this is the this is the se- second time this episode, third time in their relationship where they've gotten to the brink of where they realize how incompatible they are and mm-hmm. they just decide we're just going to ignore that. Let's play fucking chicken and just keep see who doubling like. down. Mm-hmm. Relationship chicken. Such a bad idea. Such which a we bad will idea. see again in the future. Oh. So, you know, Barney is horrified because he realizes that robin is drinking water and now i remember having that thought like before they showed it i was like oh my god she ordered water at the bar yeah, like, like that's weird because they the showed writers, it they like paused yes. on it the writers man they're fucking with us as badly as they're fucking with barney i know i should hate him for it but i don't yep so now barney is really desperate for the story not to be over as this is the 12th most worried he's ever been that someone is pregnant. <laughs> he's so gross. The wedding is starting to wind down, and they're cutting the cake. Lily is wasted, and Marshall is so hungry, and it's finally his <laughs> chance to eat. And you get this perspective of Lily, and then Marshall looking at Lily, and Lily's, like, wobbling. And then you see two Marshalls spinning. And what I love is that they're not making eye contact. You can tell, like, she's looking, I think, probably down, because he looks like he's looking up at her. Like, yeah. kind of looking at her eye sockets, but he's looking down. I don't know. It's, like, yeah. weird. Yeah. But she's so drunk. He's so <sighs> drunk. And she's going to smash in his face, but ends up falling over drunk. And then they make this kind of, like, quick exit because it's time for the honeymoon. Um, which I've never seen that before at a real wedding. Have you? Where they wait. They leave before. Uh, before the party's over. Yeah. When I was younger, I feel like it was a thing. Mm. Um, where the Where the bride and groom didn't stay the whole time Mm. i think a lot of people did just like leave that night for their honeymoon which i think is really stupid really stupid yeah i think the i think the culture around that at least in this country has changed okay because i just was at a wedding this weekend and they fucking raged all night yeah i would say like i usually leave before um I, i just was reminded of a story of a 
somebody I know who went to a wedding and the bride left early to go take a bath by herself. Like, like she'll, she'll like real of, early. Like ahead of like having sex. I don't know. Wanted to like clean up, but like I don't know. That's strange. She's Very really She's a strange person. Hmm. Yeah, that's anyway. a weird choice. Mm-hmm. It's a weird choice. Get all that money for that food and that drink. Right. So, yeah, so they head out on their honeymoon. We know they're going to Scotland. Mm-hmm. Out on the patio, everyone's, like, waving goodbye to Marshall and Lily. Robert and Ted sort of saunter up to Barney, and they know that they've they've got him. He's just putty mm-hmm. in their hands at this point. And he's so upset, and he's pissed that Robin's pregnant, and she's gonna. they're both going to miss out on so much, and Robin's going to get fat, and... Uh, but they got another trick up their sleeve because the story still isn't over. Dun, and they dun, let dun. they let the pregnancy thing hang a little bit mm-hmm. instead of just immediately saying story's not over. Because I think as an audience, we all got used to that rhythm of, okay, but the story's not over. Now there's a big pause. Yeah, Barney's like our Greek chorus. Like he's saying what we're feeling mm-hmm. to them. So we're back at the apartment the night of the spaghetti incident. Mm-hmm. And... Robin gets up to go get changed so they can bring the horn back. And Ted's like, no way. If you don't get changed, if, if I can't get changed, you can't get changed. Solidarity, sister. Solidarity, sister. And she says, but I have clothes here and you don't. You know, it's fair. And that's so Robin, just very individualistic, right? And he says, you know, if I had actually moved in here and it like goes from He's jokey, like joking about it. And yeah, then you and, see the switch. And it gets switches, and then you realize they haven't made any progress since then. Mm-hmm. Like the air gets sucked out of the room. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Robin says, yeah, we were all talk. And it seems like since then, they've basically just been treading water and postponing mm-hmm. this. Because I feel like we we, we talked about this on, on moving day. That it's, to some degree, it's difficult for a relationship to progress in the traditional fashion if you don't live together. Mm-hmm. Like it would work for Robin and another very uh, lone wolf person. Yeah. But both of them seem to have bought into the traditional way of doing this mm-hmm. and it wasn't going, it wasn't going anywhere. No. Um, and there's this wonderful use of subtext with this one line, a little bit like earlier, but even better where Robin says, um, I don't want to have kids in Argentina. And Ted says, I don't want to have kids in Argentina. Mm-hmm. So it's like the way they emphasize it. Shows how different they are. Shows how different they are. And it's the same exact words. Just really masterful writing. And mm-hmm. just this beautiful heart-wrenching line. You know, she says, <gasps> you stole a blue French horn from me. So she remembers... So sweetly and like that beautiful moment. And it's it's nice that they get to have this moment where they realize that it wasn't all bad. Mm-hmm. And he says and they it, do care about each other. They That's do care about each other. And, and she understands that he he did something wonderful for her. And no one will probably ever do that for her again. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's so Ted. Like who? So Ted. It's like her vet said, nobody does that. Mm hmm. And Ted just says, I would have stolen you a whole orchestra. So mm. I was re-watching the episode tonight before, like, we got on. Mm. Oh, and he said that, and I told Chris, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm all choked up. Me too. The way he says it, he's so good. Yes. In these moments, he is 
Uh, there's he's Ted there, Mosby. He's so there's good. no one better. No, because he's like he's comforting her as it's ending. You know, mm-hmm. and he's not being he's not being that entitled whiny guy no, that he was like, in season one. He's grown a lot, and he just understands that it's over. And it it took him a long time to get to this point, but mm-hmm. fuck, man. So we cut back and. You can tell by the the music playing. Um, it's the song called No One Here by the 88. Mm-hmm. And the 88 we've seen a couple times. We saw them at the prom. Best prom ever, yeah. Best prom ever. And uh, one of their other songs has has been on the show thus far. Um, mm-hmm. So they've got, a, they've got a pretty good reputation on the show. So we hear this very sad song. And you know that the story's over, right? Like this mm-hmm. is... This is how this one ends, and we get the flashback to them running in two weeks earlier during Showdown, and we realize how upset they probably were at that moment, yeah. but still didn't tell anybody for two whole weeks, and so they've both been just sort of eaten alive by this. So I just thought of this th- at the second rewatch. Mm. Do you think that's why they made Lily and Marshall sleep apart so they had an excuse not to sleep together? Oh shit. Fuck. Right? Well, I mean, they, I don't know did how they often agree they on sl- that? Did they agree on that first though? I don't I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't remember. No, I think they do cuz it's the first scene. The first scene they agree to sleep apart. And then after that is when Lily's really stressed out and they come in. That's probably it's okay. probably part of it. And it sort of gave them each something to do. Yeah, so you just think about the last couple episodes and all the stuff that's been happening. And they've just been, like, sitting across the bar from each other. And um, there's at least one scene in show. I think it's in Showdown when um, Barney wins a showcase. Mm -hmm. Everyone gets up and is, like, hugging each other. Is it that one? I think Showdown, yeah, they don't hug each other. Mm -hmm. And then during the wedding, the little Mm -hmm. outdoor wedding... Every like Barney and Marshall and Ted are hugging and everything, and Robin and Ted don't hug. So yeah, yeah, it's still a very heart wrenching moment. Robin like just like searches Ted's face and has a sad smile, and she's like, "But we're okay." Mm. And like you can tell they mean it, but they're still sad. Yeah, because they care about each other, and it's just a weird place to be. And I feel like their relationship is one you understand more as you get older. Mm. Absolutely, you know, like the nuance of it and how. Just because you have a lot of chemistry doesn't mean you're supposed to be together. But for me, I found myself wondering if it's possible to have so much going on and not be right for each other. Mm. You know what I mean? Like there's so much between them. And like does that happen? Like can you get to that place with someone if you don't have the compatibility? Because I've been like laser drawn to someone before. But – I figured out pretty soon that we were not meant to be together. Yeah. So when they say, like, they're okay, I don't understand how they're okay. It doesn't make yeah. sense to me um, because they had so much between them, but they must still just be in in shock. <clears throat> and I feel like in those first few weeks, you think you can still be cool and be friends. Yeah. But that's like just you're because okay. you're, you just, you're just used to being around each other all the time. But you're not okay. But it's like, and then, like, those things happen, like, where... Like at the wedding, everyone's hugging, and then you're not mm. hugging. Those things where you would go to, and 
And like, I remember in high school, like you would go to move to do that. Yeah. I feel like high school relationships is when I did that more. Yeah. And even like pre-dating, they would have hugged each other. Right. So it's like, yeah, friends would have hugged, but now what do we do? Yeah. Oh, so much to unpack in season three, Caitlin. I know. Mm, can't wait. So we get a clip of Lily and Marshall in the back of the limo, and Lily is a, like attacking Marshall with her tongue, oh, licking so gross. his face, his ear. He's all over, and she's so funny. Marshall's like, "I've never seen you this drunk." And then the partition of the limo comes down, and it's Ranjit. Yay! Yay! We haven't and seen him in forever. I know. I know. I just adore him. He just makes every scene so much better. I know. Um, so he assures them it's okay to, you know, continue mm-hmm. with what they're doing. And because they're friends, he won't watch. <laughs> because they're friends. Which I is love so him. I know. I love him, too. He's so cute. I looked it um, up, and the last episode he was in was Game Night, but even that was like a flashback yeah. to the night of the re-return, so the pilot. Oh, yeah. So we haven't seen him since the limo. Wow. So New Year's Eve. Ted last and Robin year. worked together. That's right. But they had their first kiss. Mm-hmm. Well, second kiss. Yeah. But still. Crazy. That was like the one that I think set things in motion. They end up at Wienerburger to finally get something to eat. And oh, this one made me cry too. It did? This one always uh, gets me. Uh, so the scene ends with the cashier. Looking at Marshall and saying, like, I don't know how to tell you this, but your wife just threw up in the trash. And Marshall turns around and he has this loving look on his face and he just says, wife. And he's just so proud My and wife. so happy. They've been together for 10 years, I right? Know. And the, all the shit he went through and he still gets to marry her, like, he probably doesn't take anything for granted now wife. that he has her back. Do you uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah, he... I don't think that he ever really did to begin with, but no. definitely, like, he knows how precious she is. Oh, fucking A. I know. God damn it. He's, and he, you can just, like, see it on his face, too, you know? It's just so beautiful. Yeah. Their love. We cut back to the wedding, and we hear future Ted saying, you know, we didn't work out, but we both ended up getting what we wanted. Mm-hmm. She went around the world, and I met your mother. Mm-hmm. And... Baze and Thomas are so good at reminding us why we're fucking yeah. here and where Again. we're going. Because anytime they do an episode, at the end, they always say, we're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. We're going toward the mother. Like, that's what that's where we're supposed to be focused. And, yep. This is um, just another, like, guidepost in yeah, the journey. Yeah, yeah. So Robin got what she wanted. I got you guys. I got your mother. And he says, this is a line that is very memeable, quotable. I see it everywhere. If you're really honest with yourself about what you want, life usually gives it to you. Mm. And it's so true, but you have to be yeah. honest. You have to, uh, yeah, you do. Be honest mm. and patient. Because yeah, you patient might not be ready. You might not be ready. You think you're ready, but... It's the timing. Wanting it and being ready for it are two very, very different things. Don't I know it. Amen, sister friend. Um, So Ted heads out to the patio again with Barney. And there's this nice genuine moment where he says, you know, I joke around, but you guys were really good together. Yeah. And are you crying? Oh, no. (laughs) Just like Caitlin, my cry. I was like, oh, my God. The stone heart has opened and one solitary tear has fallen from it. Please. No, please. A Barney wave. Ted, again, is... He's not playing with them, but he's like, 
he knows, he knows where this is wants. going, yeah. and he's letting Barney get excited about it. And you know, Ted's like, you know, I haven't haven't been single for a while. Just looking forward to getting out there, having fun, having some fun. Barney's like, well, you could uh, might need some help out there. And Ted says, could be. I just love this little moment of it's so. Again, Ted has that upper hand, and Barney is just so eager. I know. It just shows how, like, desperate he is. Well, when he's way. like, do you think that? No. And he, like, turns <laughs> away. And, and he's so good at it, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. And, you know, Neil Patrick Harris isn't afraid of silence. Mm. Yeah. He lets things hang. And, and that's hard to do. Yeah. So it's... Ellen DeGeneres Great. is good at that, too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. Barney asks him, because this is a wedding, and because he is ordained and it makes mm. women want to say, I do, mm-hmm. he asks Ted if he would like to be his wingman. And Barney's, and Marshall, wow. And Ted says, I do. You're like a mom. You're right? so a mom. You're calling them every kid's Barney, name. Barney, Marshall, Marshall, whatever Ted. your name is. Whatever get in oh here. I used to get called Mike every, all the time. Mike, Sarah, okay. whatever your name was. Whatever your name is. So I Ted says, one, so. Ted says, I do. Mm-hmm. And Barney's so excited. It's like, oh my God, we're going to get out there. I'm going to teach you how to live again. It's going to be legend. Wait for it. Cut to black. The best fucking ending. The best ending. The best season to do this ending. Yeah. Because it really sets up like, oh, my God. Ted and Marshall are single together, and they're going to be out on Ted the town. Barney. Did I say Ted and Marshall? <laughs> what is my problem tonight? I don't know. Ooh, two hours of How I Met Your Mother taping, and I am I know. Jello. I bring ride. So Ted and Barney are going <laughs> to be out there together killing it. Mm-hmm. So we know that a lot of insane shit lies ahead. Wowzers. And that's something borrowed and something blue. So good. And something blue. We had the blue French horn. Mm -hmm. And also the sadness of them breaking up. That's the American English, maybe UK English too, but we say we're blue when we're sad. So Mm -hmm. if English is not one of the languages you speak, there's the information you need. So what did you think of these final two episodes? Oh, they're so good. Yeah. So yeah. good. And I love the way they fit together, too. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's the first episode is really about Lillian Marshall's wedding. But the last one really brings you back around to remembering that was an important wrap up for season two was them getting married. But then remember the bigger picture here. Is yeah. Ted yeah. Finding his mom. The mother. Yeah. Me. Ted finding his mom. Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Can't find his mom. His mom. Yeah, that's true. Like it, it, it brings the, because, you know, there's episode arcs and then there's the season arc and then there's the series arc. So we get like mm-hmm. the episode arc of the crazy wedding day and then it's the season arc coming back around. Like we've right. seen Robin and Tebra together the entire season and now that's come to an end. So I know. What the hell comes next, huh? Right? Well, what comes next for us is... A bunch of legendary moments. Woohoo, woohoo. The first one comes from Tish on Twitter, 
And Tish writes, my legendary moments from season two, season two, episodes 21 and 22 is in episode 21 when Ted catches Lily and Marshall in the bathroom about to have sex and it sums up their entire mm. relationship. Also, the couple who get engaged in the back of the restaurant in episode 22 is cute as well. Yeah, good ones. Yeah. Good Very ones. Good. Our next one is from Tiwalola O on Twitter. And she said, honestly, it's between the awesome dramaticness of Marshall's hair shave. Yeah. It was so bad and good at the same time. And then the whole thing with Barney trying to figure out Ted and Robin's secret. It was very much well done. Then when he found out, it hurt a little. Yeah. They yeah. love to, like, ramp it up and make you think something exciting is going to happen. And then it's really sad. <laughs> They're mean like that in the best mm-hmm. way. Our next one's Kim Zulak on Twitter. Kim writes, mine is legendary in a there's no way way. When Marshall mm. and Lily go to the burger place and the kid asks if they were going from, if they were coming from prom. It's so ridiculous, but it makes me laugh every time I watch it. Right. Like that's not a prom dress and they're fucking old. <laughs> they're old as fuck. <laughs> You're adults. Yeah. Um, all right. The next one comes from Susan via email. And Susan says, oh, wow. Okay, so I need to find a concise, not lengthy way to figure out my legendary moments. Something borrowed. Where do I even begin? From Barney's newfound superpower to Brad trying to kick Scooter out to Marshall's frosted tips. It's ho- it's so hard to pick. Um, I can't really choose, I think, but through this, getting my thoughts out in front of me, one thing that's still standing out to me is the guitar in the outdoor wedding and also Lily denying her smoke and Robin declaring mm. the first lie in their marriage. Woo, what an episode. Amen. And then for Something Blue, Susan said, tell people what? Barney can't stand a secret, and that doesn't change for this episode. Or the wedding cliches they wouldn't touch with a 10-foot limbo pole. Or Marshall's Lily's <laughs> plight with hunger. Oh, wait, nope. I think it's the very real proposal in the restaurant scene. Mm. And also Robin and Barney's reaction. Susan, this is the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so she does come around and say that it is tell people what. That one wins. Legendary moment. That's it. Congrats on making it to the end of season two. Thank you, Susan. Thank you. Appreciate ya. It was fun to watch your process (laughs) working that out for yourself. (laughs) It's the way I tell a story. Sure is. Our next one's from Allison. She also emailed us. I love both of these. However, let me just say, boy, the boys are the worst groomsmen, LOL. Robin Mm -hmm. is better, but even then... Sheesh. Sheesh. Make it... I could not figure out how to say that. Sheesh. Make sure your people eat some damn food. Something borrowed. The intimate ceremony. Everything in this episode is great, but that part just represents exactly what I enjoy about the show. Emotion with sincerity and laughs. And something blue, when Marshall and Lily go to the fast food place and the cashier calls Lily his wife. It's just Mm. the best. I love Marshall. So Mm. sweet. We do too. It's very sweet. The next one is from one of our international friends, Abha. Um, And Abha said for something borrowed, she loved the outdoors intimate ceremony, all of it, I summarized. And then for something blue, she loved the breakup scene where Ted tells Robin he would have stolen her a whole orchestra. She said, heartbreaking. I hope someone steals me a whole orchestra along with an authentic blue French horn. Love, Abha. So anyone out there who's trying to win Abha's heart, get you some blue spray paint, friends. Mm Mm-hmm. It's all she wants. <laughs> That's it. 
Our last one comes from Tanya, who also emailed us. And she says, hello, ladies. Oh, Tanya. I miss her voice. I know. Hope all's well. I can't wait to listen to the mega episode this week. My legendary moment for something barred has to be the intimate outdoor wedding, mm. especially since I've just been to my cousin's intimate outdoor wedding. That was amazing. P.S. It was the bridal shower for this bride that was the wildest I've ever attended. <laughs> Let's just say a 41-year-old thought she could party as hard as the millennials. I kept on saying, I'm too old for this stuff, but didn't stop. Monkey yes, girl. Covering eyes emoji. Get it. <clears throat> Worth Back it. to the LM. That wedding scene is so special. I always tear up <clears throat> or smile like a proud mama bear. It's so mm-hmm. sincere. Even Barney and a perfect moment for Lillian Marshall. Ooh, and let's not forget that look Ted gives Robin. Yeah, when she's crying. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It makes me want to clutch my heart. Ted Mosby style. Ugh. The cl- Ted yes, Mosby the cl- clutch. Yep. And it's even more poignant when one considers what's revealed in the next episode. Oh, the feels. Legend- legendary moment for something blue is the symbolism of the blue French horn. Mm. It's so brilliantly written. In this episode, the return of the horn is kind of the catalyst for Ted and Robin's relationship ending. Especially after they've kind of had makeup sacks. And then soon after, Ted says he has to return hon- the horn to the bistro. The conversation then quickly veers towards the breakup talk. I hope I'm explaining this properly because I'm choking up as I'm writing this. My brain's all scrambled with emotion from watching these two excellent episodes. Girl, same. I don't know Mm -hmm. anybody's names anymore. (laughs) I know. I love How I Met Your Mother and Hey Beautiful podcast. I can't wait for season three. Merry Christmas to all celebrating and a blessed and happy 2019 to all in the HB family. Lots of love from Sister T. Thanks, Tanya. Thank you, Tanya. That's so true. It's almost like someone had to force them to break up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the guy at the restaurant's like, it's time to bring back the blue French horn. Because if that hadn't yeah. happened, they wouldn't have had the whole conversation. So it's like they were not going to do this on their own. Something had to push them. So that's so true. And it was very well explained. So good job. Yeah. All right. So what are your two legendary moments? So um, something borrowed very much so when Marshall shaves his head. Same. Uh, something blue. I think when Ted says, I would have stolen you a whole orchestra, Ooh. it just kills me. And you can like, oh, it hurt. It feel, it hurt you feel it. Yeah. 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 For me, um, that was one of them, but I'll go with the secret proposal because, I mean, that's just so fucking so cool. And I've never seen mm-hmm. that on a show before. Yeah. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. Those are, uh, so that's, that's it. We did it. Woo-hoo. We finished season two. So wow. exciting. That's um, crazy. So let's talk about what comes next. So next week, we will have the season two feels mini-sode. It'll be a short little episode where we talk about the highs and lows of the season. We shout out some of you guys who have been with us, um, you know, writing along and sending us in legendary moments and all that. And then we're going to be on a break, as we've said, and we're going to come back in the new year with season three, with Instagram, with Patreon and fun perks mm-hmm. and exciting things. We're going to have a bunch of guests on for season three as well. Mm-hmm. So things are really looking up. Yeah. Maybe even a meetup if we uh, figure that we shit out. Interest. Yeah, yeah. 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 So keep adding your pins to our map so we know where you guys are and we can figure that mm-hmm. out. And make sure that you are subscribed on iTunes or SoundCloud so when we do come back in January, you're the first to know. We hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gordon and Caitlin Turner. Our intro outro music is by Owl All. Woo!